Give Me Fiction is presented by Boing Boing. Welcome to Give Me Fiction. My name is Ivan Hernandez, and I'll be your host. Each month at Gimme Fiction, some of the finest minds in comedy, literature, and the arts write pieces based on a theme. Each week on this podcast, we deliver one of those readings to the listening public. Today's episode, we bring you a piece by writer Casey Childers, one of the producers behind Write Club SF. On the obsession-themed GMF, he explained the rigors of true sandwich artistry in magnum opus. Cool cars, dirty magazines, smoking clubs... We were into all sorts of stuff back then, but if I had to name the one thing we were really into, hands down, it was open-faced sandwiches. <laughs> this was before carbs, you know, gluten and whatnot. Jimmy had his avocado game on point. He cut it in half like a boss, flicked the pit without mushing up the meat, and then one, two, bam, perfect slices of avocado fanned out like feathers without cutting board or anything. We all had our thing, I guess. Chad's mom ran a cheese shop, and he'd steal remainders from the wheels, like that shit that's too small to sell or whatever. He'd go on and on about the nutty finish of this and the curious bouquet of that. If I'm honest, none of us gave half a shit, but that never stopped him. Plus, it was pretty good cheese. (laughs) Pat Conroy had this bread maker. He'd taken it from his stepmom the week before when his pop caught her fucking Rich Milbray's dad and kicked her out of the cul-de-sac naked. (laughs) He brought it down to Clem's basement, and we'd been rolling in fresh sourdough ever since. His old man never even asked about it or anything. (laughs) Clem's mom stocked all kinds of cold cuts and spreads, so that shit was always handy, and Clem was always hatching these crazy sandwich schemes. He'd crank up angel fuck or skulls on the boombox and launch into an endless monologue about the Sammy to put all other Sammies to shame. (laughs) Me? I mostly got high. So I'd say something like, Shut the fuck up, Clem. I don't want poetry. I want a goddamn sandwich. And he'd be like, Sandwiches are for school kids, bro. I'm talking about a masterpiece, which pissed me off like I can't tell you. If it's a fucking masterpiece, make it and let it speak for itself. Fuck the artist's statement, am I right? Which I guess is to say, if there's, any, if there's one reason we didn't all die that day, it's on account of Clem really put his money where his mouth was. It had to be the finest-looking open-faced sandwich I'd ever seen. There was a sprig of dill in there, some kind of crazy meat combination I'd never even imagined. It was one of those things where if you looked at it, all you could see was the finished hole, you know? Where all the little parts seem invisible, too intricate to break apart. We were all just kind of lost in it. So it was like a jolt when Chad was like, so we going to eat this thing or what? (laughs) Nobody answered for a while. I don't figure Chad was too convinced himself. Then Pat Conroy said, nah, not here. Work of art like this deserves to be eaten someplace beautiful. It was a relief, you know. You could feel it in the room. We drove to the reservoir about a mile from our subdivision. Nobody got out that way much since they'd found all those dead hikers piled up in the outlet like a beaver dam. And it was kind of like our secret place. Jimmy and Clem went down on each other out out there on a dare once, but that wasn't something we talked about much. Mostly it was the sort of place where you could really take in a sunset. Most fitting place we could think of for that sandwich. Seemed worth it at the time. Sometimes you build something up too much in your head and it disappoints you, but not in this case. Moist and crunchy without being too much of either. Delicate symphony of textures and flavors. Couldn't tell you if it was the weed or if it really was that good, but I had tears running down my face with the first bite. Then the sky lit up and the ground shook, and I would have been in the water if Clem hadn't grabbed me. 
Reporters said it was the biggest gas main explosion in state history. <laughs> Wiped out our subdivision and two others. Pat Conroy's dad was at work at the time, so you know he lived. The rest of our families didn't do so good, I guess. <laughs> I went to stay with my grandma Meezy in Seattle. Not sure what happened to the other guys. We all sort of lost touch. People said we were lucky. I don't know. I think we were spared through the grace of our art and cursed by it. There's not a day goes by I don't think about that sandwich. You know, replay it in my head. But it's like a dream. The details are so fleeting, ephemeral. I'll never taste anything like it again. Every sandwich I eat is an empty reminder of how truly great that one was and how profoundly lacking my life will forever be. I can't speak for the other guys, but sometimes I wish we'd died that day with everyone else. Died with that taste on our tongues in Clem's basement. Other times, I just wish we'd written down the recipe. <laughs> but I guess wishing doesn't count for much in this world. Damn good sandwich, though. Thank you. you can find Casey online at apeinfinitum.net and on Twitter at C.A. Childers. Give Me Fiction's live show happens the first Sunday of every month at Lost Weekend Video in San Francisco, California. GMF is produced by Will Scoville. For news, updates, and more, check out GiveMeFiction.net, at GMF Show on Twitter, and Facebook.com slash GiveMeFiction. You can email us at GMFShow at gmail.com and can donate to the show through PayPal at the same address. I'm online at IvanHernandez.net and on Twitter at Ivan underscore Hernandez. Our theme song is provided by Power Pyramid, and you can check out more of their music at powerpyramid.bandcamp.com. You can listen to us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. If you enjoyed the show, you can rate and review us on the iTunes Store. This has been Gimme Fiction. <laughs>